0: Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Audio Podcast. So Mark Twain said there are lies, damn lies, and statistics and i know statistics can lie and trust me i am not very good with numbers to begin with but i do want to talk to you in this podcast about five statistical realities of the 2016 presidential race those of us who do consulting those of us who watch politics from the inside a little bit are often aware of statistical realities that are going to determine what happens uh, on the grand stage that sometimes the voters sometimes the average guy on the street just uh, are not aware of and uh Uh, That doesn't make us better. doesn't make us smarter. It simply means that uh, we're looking at things sometimes from the statistical side uh, rather than the emotional side, rather than the campaign side, the public side, the speech-making side, you know, the balloons and the confetti, um, and even the platform side. For example, uh, I know I disheartened a great many people, but the reality was in the last presidential election, Barack Obama only had to win half of all the delegates and all the votes that he had won in the previous, in his first presidential race, in order to defeat Mr. Romney. It was obvious it was going to happen. So while the press and, of course, the opposition to Mr. Obama uh, had a great deal invested in keeping a sense that it was a real tight race, it simply wasn't. It wasn't going to be. Uh, He was going to win. It wasn't that uh, I or other Uh, people who analyze these things wanted that to happen necessarily. There are just statistics that sometimes uh, confirm what the trends are. And so I want to talk about five that are related to this particular presidential race. And please don't think that any of these are necessarily what I want. It's simply the way the statistics are pointing. Let me say one other caveat, and that is that I believe in a God who rules, and I believe that human affairs are often uh, very surprising, and so anything can happen. I mean, candidates could up and die. Candidates could be exposed for scandals. Candidates could uh, drop out of the race. There are all kinds of things that could happen, Uh, but this is simply what is likely to happen, all things being equal. So even though, this is number one, even though uh, there seems, there's this feeling of a very tight race between Hillary Clinton and Bernie Sanders. The reality is that she has pretty much already won it statistically uh, on the Democratic side. Uh, Bernie Sanders would have to win 60% of all the delegates that remain in order for him to get the nomination. Hillary Clinton only has to win 30%, which is well beneath her range or her average. So even though she's lost some state primaries of late and even though there are some other trends that seem to be an issue Um, The reality is that she has, and again, please don't think this is what I want or that I think that things can't change uh, with certain huge factors coming into play, but Hillary Clinton has already won it. What might help you understand this a little bit is if you go onto Google and uh, look up super delegates and just see how many super delegates Hillary Clinton already has, uh, see what she has in the general delegate count compared to Bernie Sanders. The reality is he would have to win 60% of all that remain, and I don't believe he's won 60% yet. So again, this is simply a reality. Uh, another statistical reality, number two, related to Hillary Clinton, is that it's very unlikely that the server scandal, the email scandal, is going to make any difference in this election. Those, the statistics are, the polls show, that those who support Hillary Clinton don't care, and those who oppose Hillary Clinton, I'm saying this almost sarcastically, don't matter because they're not—they weren't going to vote for her anyway. So what would have caused a crisis for her was if people who were going to vote for her decided not to vote for her uh, because of the email situation or the server scandal, as they're now calling it. The reality is, it makes very little difference. Those who were going to oppose her think that. This is obviously a major thing and should keep her out of office. Those who are in support of her, really, it doesn't matter very much. So the server scandal is unlikely to make any difference in the candidacy and nomination of Hillary Clinton. Uh, number three is that Hillary Clinton will likely win against any Republican. Now, I'm saying these a little out of order because I have a few things to say about the Republicans, but it's just likely, and by the way, I've already done the math for you on this in an earlier podcast where I made the ca- case that a Democrat— Uh, is likely to win because the Democratic Party is larger than the Republican Party. And so a Republican has got to win the independents or what we used to call Reagan Democrats. Um, If the election were held tomorrow, Hillary would win against any candidates. That's not really likely to change heading into the general election in November. So, uh, that's again, not what I'm saying I want, and I'm not saying that's fixed as though God has decreed it, but statistically as it stands right now, Hillary is likely to win against any Republican candidate. Okay. Uh, number four is this, um, Trump does not yet have the nomination locked up. Now, many people are talking as though he does. Um, but that's, that's not really true. The statistics are far different uh, than what most folks think. Let me give you the stats here just to, just to confirm this. Uh, Mr. Trump needs 61% of the remaining delegates to win uh, a nomination, to win his party's nomination. But Mr. Cruz only needs uh, 87%. When I say 87% uh, and say the word only, that sounds light, but there's only 16% between those two. I'm sorry, 27% between those two. Well, that's at least doable. It's at least doable. I'm not saying that uh, it's going to happen easily, but it's at least doable. If Mr. Trump stumbled badly, if something were exposed about him, if he said even dumber things than some of the things that he has said, um, it is possible that Mr. Cruz could catch up. It's virtually impossible for Mr. Kasich to catch up. And other than championing his particular views, he probably should drop out. And by the way, remember, I like him very much and wish he had done a whole lot better. Um, but he needs 138% of the remaining delegates to win. There's no way it's going to happen. Uh, he's either running for the vice presidency or running for some other cabinet position or simply running to champion uh, his views, which is certainly legitimate American politics. But Trump needs 61% of all remaining delegates And Cruz needs 87%, which means it's statistically possible that Mr. Cruz could still take this out of the hands of Mr. Trump. And we'll have to see how that goes. But it's not a lock yet. And the final of my five statistical realities of the 2016 presidential race is that non-whites are going to make a larger difference in this election than any other time in history. Um, Blacks, Hispanics. Asians, um, folks from the Middle East, um, every kind of non-white will play a larger role than ever. And by the way, that's why it's been foolishness for any GOP candidate to go after any of these people. Not only is what some of them have said just based in ignorance, um, but it's just it's, it's also been unwise politics. Uh, Hispanics, of course, blacks, uh, Asians, as I say, Middle Easterners, they all will play a vital role, and Hispanics will play a huge role. Let me just give you a stat that you ought to know. The Hispanic birth rate is is five times that of the white birth rate in America. A lot of that is because most Hispanics are Roman Catholic, therefore they don't believe in birth control, and also culturally Uh, Given some of the countries they come from, even if there's not a heavy sway of the Roman Catholic Church, they uh, tend to have large families and not practice uh, abortion or birth control. Um, The Hispanic birth rate, I'm sorry, the African-American birth rate is twice that of white's. So the Hispanic birth rate five times that of whites. The African American birth rate twice that of whites. Uh, you, you simply have a decline of the uh, it's slow and not, not not rapid, but a decline of the influence of whites in America slowly over time. And you know, for those of us who don't really care which uh, skin color is ascendant, that, that's that's not a massive concern, but it does mean. That some people with different values, different emphases within a set of values uh, from middle-class white Americans will will increase in their influence. So five trends, five statistical realities of the current race. Here they are. Uh, Bernie has pretty much statistically lost this race. Hillary has it. There's really no way Bernie can get the 60% of all delegates that he needs to get. Number two, and I'm not doing these in the same order, Trump does not have it yet. Cruz could still win the GOP nomination, even though Mr. Trump's way ahead. Uh, Mr. Kasich has no chance. He'd have to win more delegates than there actually are remaining. The server scandal is not likely to be a major factor for Hillary, uh, largely because those who are upset about it don't matter in terms of supporting her. They weren't going to anyway. And those who do support her statistically don't seem to care to the extent anyway, that it's going to affect how they vote. Um, Non-whites will make uh, the biggest difference in this election of any election in history and a pretty massive difference. And Hillary is likely to win against any Republican at this point. Now, I want to say one more time, that's not my wish. None of these are my wish. And none of these are absolutely unshakable realities. I am not prophesying here. <laughs> what I am saying is that statistically, these are the realities that define the current presidential race. They could be changed, but massive factors would have to be in play to make it so. So now you can see things a little bit differently. Now maybe if you, if some of these upset you, you can pray differently. Uh, but certainly, these are the statistical realities that we're contending with in this presidential election. Stephen Mansfield is a New York Times best-selling author, a popular speaker, and a frequent faith and culture commentator on Fox and CNN. His groundbreaking books on faith and society include The Faith of George W. Bush, The Search for God in Guinness, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, and The Miracle of the Curves. His new book is Ask the Question.